0: turn our attention briefly to the nature restoration law proposed, as you know, by the EU and as you also know, has caused controversy in this country in no small measure with politicians, citizens, lobby groups arguing about it. Will it protect the environment? Will it damage farmers? And it has been a very, very heated debate at times. This week, the Commission, Parliament and Council concluded the negotiations, called the Trialogue and we now have a real sense of the final shape of this legislation. So what are we to make of? But I'm joined by Una Duggan, Head of Policy and Advocacy at Birdwatch Ireland and by Paul O'Brien, Chair of the IFA Environment and Rural Affairs Committee. Good morning to you both. Thanks very much for joining us. Una, what are your thoughts now on this near-completed text?
1: Yeah, near-completed, another couple of steps to go. But if it's passed in the, in the next few weeks, we'd be looking at a global first um, for a continent to set... Um, Uh, targets and timelines to restore uh, nature um, on land and sea. So 20%, the target would be 20% of land and sea to be restored by 2030, 60% by 2040 and 90% by 2050. So this gets us on the road to tackling the climate and biodiversity crisis, but it's not as strong as it could have been. But still, we're happy to see that it's close to being agreed.
0: Watered down from the Commission's initial proposals, which I think you also said could have been stronger as well, will it do enough?
1: No, I don't think so. But you know what my feeling is on this? I think once we see the uh, efforts of restoration um, start to kick in, once we see the economic benefits, once we see that we're taking action and uh you know feeling that sense of control um about tackling these crises i think we're going to see more natural efforts arise so even when it comes to addressing this on farmland and i'm really we're really pleased to see the agriculture um ecosystems brought back into the the deal they were removed it was removed um it it is it, it i honestly believe that farmers will in time want to actually uh Take take this up more, and there will be funding available um, for it in the Nature and Climate um, Fund as well. That government announced in budget in in the budget this year. So I think it's I, I have I'm always optimistic. Um, I know the work that farmers are doing on land already, and I really do think there's an opportunity here for them.
0: Paul O'Brien, as Una says, agricultural ecosystems were, after lobbying, removed. Now, after lobbying in the other direction, they're back in again. Agricultural ecosystems being a sort of a posh way of saying farmland. Does this give you cause for concern now?
2: Uh, Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Una. Um, It gives me major concerns, Philip. Um, Article 9 was withdrawn after the parliamentary vote. So, Article 9 went through four individual votes in the parliament in different stages and at the full preliminary article nine agricultural ecosystems was, didn't get through any of that process that has been reintroduced in the trilogues. So therefore, yes, I have major concerns and the major concerns I have is the ability of farmers to be able to farm on PGA type soils. So we look at the totals and the totals are fairly you know, high, 30% of nature restoration by 2030, of which 25% has to be re-wet. That goes up to 50% by 2050, which 33% will need to be re-wetted. And Philip, while the country might meet its first target of 30% um, easily using state-owned land, it says we go further along the line to 2050, when more land will have to be incorporated in order to meet this new law. I know, but, but, but Paul, hang on one second,
0: because before you go putting uh, the fear into every farmer on PT soils in the country who's listening in this morning, the key thing that has happened in the latest text is re-wetting remains voluntary. No farmer who mm-hmm. is currently farming on peaty land is going to have to do anything that they don't want to do. But
2: re Philip, is only a part of the process. So of land farmed, by 2050, only a third of that would need to be rewetted. But it's the other type of farming practices that will probably have to be, or, or possibly will be affected. By this, it goes much further than Article 9. So, we have fears. The IFA has called 18 months ago, looking for an impact assessment to see the enormity or the potential damage that this could possibly have to farming okay, incomes. But do you, really and farms, think that
0: farming, do you really think that we have the time to sit around and conduct 10, 20-year longitudinal studies to assess the effect of this, that we shouldn't just be putting something in place now and modifying as we go along?
2: Philip? Philip, we've had since twenty, since December 2019 in order to get at least baseline figures of the amount of land needed, we have failed to get even that very, very basic, you know, understanding of how much land could be impacted by this. So we don't even know the totality of land. So therefore, we have had plenty of opportunity since the Farm to Fork was announced by Ursula van der Leyen in December 2019 so there has been a good opportunity to at least get baseline understanding figures of the amount of land. Okay. And that has failed to be done. Who So, yes, farmers are going to be very concerned today. Now, there is an opportunity once all of this gets over the line in Brussels to sit down with the government to discuss over a two-year period before they have to introduce their plan okay. back to Brussels. So it's it's so, Philip. There's major concerns today.
0: Final quick word to you, Una.
1: Yeah, I I totally hear Paul's concerns, and the farmers are concerned. But I would just say we um, had a webinar with Dr. Flo New Wilson on raising the water table on peat on peat soils that are. Are uh, under agricultural production, and that research that Flo has done shows that there, with manipulation of the water table, raising it to a certain amount, you, you there is no impact on production. So I would just okay. highly recommend people to look at that. It's on our YouTube channel please look at the video and look at the science so we do need to look at the science on this and it
0: all remains voluntary as well as the key thing there is, una, absolutely. una duggan and paul o'brien thank you both very much for joining me this morning